Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz. You're a dick, Chad, for that. Um, it's not even on there. No, it definitely picked it up. All I'm saying is I do this every time anyways, so, like, what's the difference? You're listening to the Sports Buzz, the podcast where we talk sports and get a buzz on. As always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, strange land brewery. Cheers, boys and girls. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. cheers indeed. I'm drinking it. Uh, we got a little uh, different kind of show. Uh, Ballad is farewell. Uh, he's gone he's somewhere gone. else. He's um, gone. So we have a new location. Gone forever. Aaron Hernandez. Uh, thank you. See you later. Thank you to Nate's for hosting us tonight. We're here live in Nate's again. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Uh, I actually do have both my co-hosts in today. Uh, Coach, thanks for being here on time and, and nice and uh, well, you were actually late, but no, I'm professional as hell. But uh, Chad, you made it here halfway through the pro show, so thanks for being here. On time, just a little late. And. Uh, Baby bro living just down the street. He uh, made a little appearance. What's up, buddy? Missed 99% of the last show. So, uh, hello. Well, now so you get a full show. That means you're you're fully rested. You're primed for this show. and ready to go. I'm a 99% coach. Put me in. <laughs> uh, the only person we're missing is Domingo the Flamingo. Unfortunately, our mascot is not here. Um, and Ballad is not here. Ballad is uh, somewhere in the southeastern side of Asia. In the land of thighs. In the land of thighs. Land of thighs. I, I just, I, honestly, ballad, whatever. Barcelona. Let, let's like get to the real important shit. How's Lana doing? Oh, we'll get to that in show business. Okay, good. No, no, we did a Lana that. update last show. Nice, nice. I'll do that. Uh, so if you're listening, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Five-star reviews would be great. Share it out with your friends. Uh, this is our amateur hour. And boys, it is Big 12 Big 12 preview, so yeah, should be baby. fun tonight. Um, it's hit it hard. But uh, I do need to talk about our sponsors from day one, Strange Land Brewery. Just released the Watermelon IPA on Saturday. Uh, Coach, you were there. Said it was a good time. Low-key, great time. The uh, high-key, awesome time. The Luau uh, Pork Tenderloin with uh, a nice little pineapple mango salsa uh, played fire. out quite nicely with the beers. That, sound, that sounds disgusting. Did you get laid? No. You didn't, you didn't get, get a laid? laid? No. You didn't get a laid? W-T-F. They had nobody out there. 
handing out lays. That sucks. Um, but nope. yeah, glad you had a, little, a good time. A little oh, feedback wait, for next time. You know what? I did. I did leave with a lay on. I, see, because I told you last time, I couldn't remember. Uh, I did leave with a lay on. It was that good, huh? Yeah, that was a, it was a good time. Damn. Well, the watermelon IPA. I almost forgot. He got laid and he didn't even know. I know. That's Imagine called rape. That? That's, that's, that's called roofing. <laughs> that's called unconsensual. <laughs> that's called roofling. <laughs> that's called saying no. So, uh, the watermelon IPA is in storage. Um, go check it out. And our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground down in New Braunfels on River Road. Water's still out there. Uh, it's still hot. The water's still cold. Go check it out. Take some strange land with you. Get in the water. It's still nice and cold. Cans uh, are allowed. Cans are allowed. No can ban. I should have went out there today. How's uh, Labor Day looking? Wide open. Oh, Do you nice. uh, want to come camp? Book There's it. plenty of room. Big stuff going on. Plenty of room. Come oh, on yeah. Up. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I I would make an appearance, but I'm gonna be out of town. Uh, but it is every Labor Day is amazing. We're hoping so family will be there. hoping Mountain family Breeze will play Sunday night. Mountain Breeze doesn't want you. But uh, Naughty Grove do. will they be playing Saturday night. Uh, maybe Dave Finley on Sunday. Haven't heard yet. Ooh. So stick around for more it's details. Be huge. Follow the brewery at Strangeland Brew on Twitter. Follow us at Sports Plus TX. Let's go and get this thing started because we got a lot to talk about tonight, boys. Uh, show business. Is everyone here? Well, everyone that's on this continent is here. Yeah. Everyone who's Honestly, we could try to call Ballad. I don't think that's going to work. We, 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 like I said, we could try, but Face, it's not going to matter. FaceTime audio or something? Well, I tell you what, it's a tragedy. We don't have our uh, our phone call audio device, so... Uh, yeah, we do. Oh, do we? Yeah. Well, fuck it. Survive. Hey, I, I made this show guide. I packed it in, and we don't need that guy anymore. He's out. How about that? I brought it along with him. How about we just say he's out? He's out. We'll vote him out right now. He's in another country. Screw that guy. We have a quorum. This is your chance, Dale. This is your quorum chance to call votes without ballot present and still be able to get shit done. I'm not voting ballot off the show. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Fuck ballot. He thought we couldn't get this shit done anyways. So I'm okay with creating a couple bylaws in his absence. What's a bylaw? You fucking clouds! I can't. I what's can't your, get the two fucking spoons together, dude. It's like. Then what's your What's your proposal for a bylaw edition? I'm just saying, think about it, because we have a couple shows. Oh yeah, we got time. That we get some shit done. Plenty of time. But but start thinking about it, because there are changes on the horizon. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Just saying. Can we just talk about the horseshoe in Chad's mouth right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uncalled for. <laughs> You're right. So this producer no, this thing. Is, this I'm is not a jockey. An audio L- show. Lawyered. Quick update. Um. This whole producer thing is pretty fucking easy, guys. All I have to do is hit record, <laughs> and the rest. Ballad, you hear that? The rest is pretty simple. Um, I mean, we already got a show done, recorded, exported. I haven't started uploading it because I don't know the password to our SoundCloud, but uh, we'll try and figure that yeah, out. We'll, we'll get that. Oh my goodness! I mean, the most important thing is the SoundCloud password, and I don't have it. So, um, just want to, we can still post the iTunes, all right? That's, that's a, that's well, a no. post from our SoundCloud. Holy shit. That part's automatic. But I have a recorded episode. Holy ep- shit. I have a recorded episode. We'll get it figured out. Uh, recorded and edited uh, be that. Um, but we're going to continue conference previews today. Big 12, we got some UT football to talk about and everybody else. Yeah, baby. Finally. Texas and then not Texas that so we'll be talking about. Um, Where's uh, Craig Way when you need him? Coach, how's our show bet looking? I was we getting a little nervous last uh our last, last show. piece of show business. Um don't worry, the Pirates tried to give it up with a wild pitch, uh, but the Braves could not put the runs across. 
Uh, it is six nothing. We have a one run cushion in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, currently nobody out and an 0-1 count. So uh, fingers crossed, and I will update you when this game goes. Oh final. boy, getting close. Um, all right. Enough of all of this garbage. Let's get into what we're really here to talk about tonight. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Chad needs the Lana update. He really needs oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I do yeah. need the Lana update, but let me clarify this real quickly. On the over-under, it was seven and a half. Yeah. That's where I got the line at. Yeah. Good. All right. So we're good. good. So we got, we got a cushion. Uh, so Lana update, Chad, you weren't here for the first one. Perfect. Trent, Hit you me. missed it as well. Um, Dang. I got her on roids. Uh, she's on the protein. She is eating heavy meals. I don't know what Ballad was doing before, but I got this girl on. She's going. She's getting a. She a can't hamster get scholarship. any bigger. She's getting a hamster scholarship. She's a. She's a hamster. Uh, I got her training every day. So you say she's ball. in her prime. Oh yeah, uh, I got her in the ball. She's running miles a day in the house. Uh, she's good to go. How's so. she doing with Baba? So she's the big animal in the house. Apparently, the the dog and cat are both terrified of the plastic ball that she rolls around in, and she owns the house with that thing. I'm gonna have to see a video on this uh, this coach, or it didn't happen. Check out check out the IG, bro. It, it's there. Ooh, love it. You right. Love it. <laughs> love it. Good, because Lana. I, I I I've been saying this for a long time is that Ballad never thought Lana would make it past the first March Madness. She made it to two. If we can make it to three, it's got to be a record for the that's longest be, living hamster. It's got to be the longest living hamster world. of all time. She'll definitely have the most wins all time by a hamster in uh, college basketball. Pick them. Oh, no shit. 100%. <laughs> hey, she did damn good and almost picked Loyola Chicago to win it all. Ripley's, you heard that. Ripley's. All right. Well, that was show business. That was show business. Love time it. to talk Big 12, boys. Let's do this. Coach, where are we starting? All right, we're going to start in the sad state of Kansas. Uh, yeah, you they almost just, went to school there. They just had last chance you at Independence Community College. However, that's probably the best thing to come out of Kansas uh, in football in a while. Uh, we'll start with the Kansas Jayhawks, the uh, forever bottom of the Big 12, I guess you that's could say. That's such a sad place they're, to start. They're power bottom. Uh, so we'll get them out of the way real quickly. Um, I got to say, there is not much to look forward to if you're a Kansas Jayhawks football fan. No, there's nothing to look forward to. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, there nothing. there is? Are you kidding me? There's always stuff to look forward to. Tailgating. What else can you look forward to? You get really trashed so you don't remember the game. You're that's 100% the, right, Chad. I'm just saying. Like, that's the only thing to look forward to with Kansas football. But there is something to look forward to. That is tailgating. I'm a big tailgate fan. Well, out of a group of experts, uh, Kansas is predicted to be dead last by all seven experts on here. Yeah, so I, I mean, let's let's just let's let's make this one. Let's make this one real quick. Let's go over under three games. Do we have an over under on them, Coach? I I do not have over under. I'll on give you an over under of three games. I don't know their schedule, but the I'd say under. I'd I'll take the under on that. Un Sander. Unfortunately, Ballad was much better at figuring out whatever he did in the background with these conference previews. I have no access to, so we're going straight forward. I, I got an idea. Why don't how you look over under win totals and then type the team in? How about this? How about uh, you so the one with the computer, so how about you look that up real quick for us while we move on to the next team because I'm telling you over under has got to be three, three and a half, or four. So it's not going to be very they much. They might not win a game this year. Oh my gosh, well, that's a bold call from our guest. We will move on to the, uh, I guess, the best of Kansas. 
Manhattan, the oh, yeah. uh, the old children's author himself, uh, Bill Snyder, is at the helm again. Uh, for Still the, alive. I'm a big Snyder fan. Just signed a new year. contract. Big Snyder fan. Yeah, he's uh, he's in his 400th year of his contract um, with the Kansas State Wildcats. Um, I gotta say, guys, Kansas State is probably gonna be a good team looking to upset some folks this year. Uh, we got their over under win total at six. Guys, we've seen what they've done to Texas in the past couple years. We've seen how they can hang in games with top dogs in the Big 12. How do you guys see them panning out this year in the Big 12? They're going to get pooped on by Texas. That's my that's great my, take. That's my great take, take there. Um, that's my take. Jesus. No, I mean, they're going to be middle of the pack team. They're not going to be someone to blow you away week in, week out, but they'll surprise you. Um, Snyder's always got that defense playing. Just depends on what the product is on offense. I figure they finish sixth or seventh. Um, and it all depends on what Baylor's going to do. I find a middle of the pack. There, there's maybe five or six win team. I completely disagree. I think Kansas State is actually a better team. You're giving them credit for. Um, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. They're really good between the tackles and their running game, which gives a lot of people problems, um, especially in the Big 12. So uh, I really disagree with that. I think that they're more of a top-tier team this year. I think that they're probably fourth in the Big 12 this year. Wow. I really do believe that. Wow. I think that they are pretty damn good. Um, I know Bill Snyder's been there forever, but they play Texas at home, which Texas has not won there. In I think ten years. Yeah, up in Manhattan. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of good things going for them this year. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I really think that though they have a potential to do a lot better than what a lot of people are thinking they're going to. The do. experts don't have a whole lot of uh, trust in them. Um, like I said, they anywhere from sixth all the way down to eighth. We're, we're uh, the experts here. I'd, we don't care about the experts on your lap. Don't worry about it. They're Big Twelve experts. Uh, that's why I gave him a little credit and said sixth or seventh place finish. Um, Out of ten teams? Yeah. Middle of the pack. Uh, I mean, I really think it's going to come down to other teams they play in the middle of the pack that decides that. You know, you look at teams like Texas Tech, they're real roller coaster rides. Uh, West Virginia even at times can have bad games and it turn out real bad for them. Um, you look at teams like Iowa State, Baylor, uh, even Texas. Uh, can lose to Kansas State. Um, so I don't think – I mean, I think the Big 12 is one of those conferences that it changes so quickly and it, it really rides the hot hand. Um, if Kansas finds a hot hand, they can definitely find themselves in a very favorable win total column at the end of the season for the Big 12. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's just going to be what uh, what happens on the field. That's, that's why I don't give them a whole lot of – too much praise. I think there's upside. The upside is bigger than the downside for sure for Kansas State. Oh yeah, and um, I mean, and when you look at a Bill Snyder team, you know they're going to be well coached. Absolutely. It, it, Kansas State is never going to be the most talented team. However, they're well coached and they're disciplined, like Chad was talking about, in the trenches between the tackles. They're they're a good solid team up front, and it, it takes time to break them down. A lot. And teams, they do it with two and three star recruits from. Yeah. Bumfuck nowhere so, uh, in the middle of Kansas. It will be interesting. Uh, I just want to update us on our show bet. The game has just gone final. Uh, Polanco for the Pirates led off with a solo home run to make it 6-1, but that was all of the damage that was done 
We end 6-1. The final is 7. <laughs> we cash on our show bet tonight, boys. That's two weeks in a yeah, row. Yeah, two in a row. Hell yeah. Man, I'm the winner. I should just place these bets every week. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. ever since we switched Honestly, to your account, we're you haven't lost me, a sports buzz. We haven't bet. lost a sports buzz. I'm undefeated wow. right now wow, on sports good, buzz. Bets. Good for you guys. Yeah, this this uh, voting ballot off is looking better and better as we go. Well, we'll we'll, we'll table that for now. We may yeah, talk about it next for sure. week. Uh, but we'll move on in the Big Twelve. Uh, we're gonna move into the state of Texas uh, for Baylor. Oh boy, uh, guys, the team in Waco that has had duh beers a tremendous amount of trouble um having control over their program uh baylor comes in looking to be a very weak team in the big 12 however they have been known to surprise some people uh along the way um you know they were able to get to a talented team at one point in time can they rise to that we'll have to wait and see but uh, the betting line right now has the over under at six games very similar to kansas state um, seeing that they're looking like Kansas State, guys, how do you think Baylor compares? I like Kansas State a lot more than I like Baylor. I think that's a really easy line over under six. I'm taking the under all day there. Uh, the bigger money's on that side at minus 115, but still, it's that is a ridiculous, ridiculously high number for a team coming off of what they've come off of. Um, you know, now they have Jared Stidham as a starting quarterback for Auburn. That guy was at Baylor. So six wins, that's a stretch. That is a stretch even with Kansas and Iowa State and Kansas State's in the Big 12. There's no way they get to six. So that I feel like that's easy money at the under. You have to look at their schedule. They start off with Abilene Christian. They go to UTSA. Um, then they have Duke at home. And then they go ahead and they have Kansas at home, so they can easily start the season four and zero. Maybe. So I like six, Duke in that in that game though. I'm I'm, I'm just saying it, it's a possibility. Sure. Uh, again, I hope Baylor goes zero and twelve, or zero and whatever the fuck they play because Baylor's bullshit. Yep. I I disagree with everything Baylor's done. So that's my take on Baylor. Yeah, I, I, I really I dislike Baylor. I hope they lose every game. I would love to see UTSA beat Baylor. It'd be awesome. That would be the most fantastic thing I've seen in a while. Duh, Bears. That's all you got? Thanks. Thanks for that uh, input. Yeah, so uh, Good obviously guess right there. we have never been fans of Baylor. We will not start now. Um, we will move on to the Iowa State Cyclones, um, the only team we have in Iowa. Um, guys, the Cyclones, again, another middle-of-the-pack team. I wanted to save the best for when we talked after the break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Iowa State coming into this season, uh, their win win total over under is at seven and a half right now. The over what is. What are you looking at? Eight. Iowa State's at six oh, and a half. I'm sorry, I, I did look at the wrong one. It's at six and a half uh, with even money on the under. Um, guys, six and a half, a little bit more favoritism towards Iowa State. How are we thinking they end up in the middle of the pack this year? Go ahead, Jed. They, they lose a lot. I mean, they lose their starting quarterback. They lose their middle linebacker, who is the anchor of that defense. Who is also who a quarterback. Who is also a quarterback. <laughs> Bad um, motherfucker. So, uh, two quarterbacks. They, I mean, they six and a half is a great number. I mean, it's a really good number for Iowa State. I think they are a middle-of-the-pack team. When you look at the grand scheme of things, I think that Baylor's under them. I think Tech is under them. I think Kansas is under them. Uh, where it goes from there, I don't know. But I think that those three teams are definitely under them. So... I do love that line. I think that they're they're the the one thing that bugs me a lot is that they play Iowa the second game of the season. 
That should be a Thanksgiving Day game or oh, a game be. like that later on in the year because I think Iowa's going to take it to Iowa State in this game. Um, I agree. You know, it just it, 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 it falls at a really bad time for Iowa State. So um, with that, I would take the under on it, uh, but I, I do love the line of six and a half. I love the, that even money at the at the uh, under six and a half. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, I think I haven't looked at the schedule, but I like a six win team in Iowa State. Um, just just to barely make a bowl, beat the teams they're supposed to beat, lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to. Um, let me let me tell you like this: they play Iowa week two. Yeah. Then they play Oklahoma week three. That's brutal. All right. Then they that's play Akron, which is easy. So they could start the first four games. Four and four. Yeah. Then they travel to TCU. Loss. Then they travel to Oklahoma State. Loss. Then they host West Virginia. Loss. So I'm just saying the six, the under six and a half sounds really. It good really does. When you look at the first part of the schedule. Now that you put it like that, yeah, it sounds great. Well, speaking of West Virginia, we will move on to the final team of this first round of Big Twelve talk. Uh, West Virginia, a team that has not traveled historically well in the Big 12, probably because of the distance, um, but a team that has been very, very well coached under Dana Hol- uh, Holgerson. Yep. Um, West Virginia, uh, they obviously lose some pieces, but they're a they're they're a well recruiting school. Uh, they bring in talent year in year out. That seems to surprise the college landscape. Um, and like I said, they're well coached under Holgerson. Uh, West Virginia guys trying to finally make a name for themselves in the Big 12. Do you think this is the year that they do it? Well, I like the pieces they have in place. Um, they return I, a lot. I don't know if you guys saw that Will Greer was a preseason All-American. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Oh, it's close, man. I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks in the Big 12, who else would you compare to? Him? You're right. I mean, he's definitely I'm been around saying. longer. I'm just saying, when you when you compare the rest of the quarterbacks in the Big 12, he is definitely one of them that has the tenure. He's got the numbers to back it up. Uh, so I, I would say that if you're looking at one person from each of the Power Five, it makes sense. And he's a well-documented gunslinger and a high-powered offense. Uh, currently, their win loss or their win total over/under is set at seven. Um, guys, how do we think West Virginia compares to the rest of the Big 12? I don't think they lose till they play Texas. I'm they, being biased about it. They've they've definitely <laughs> got a good chance of making noise. Um, was it Greer who broke his finger against UT last year? Yes. And it just like held up his middle finger oh, and it yes. was sideways. That was yes. <laughs> that was that was brutal. I didn't think the kid was that good. Um, that was brutal. But Texas defense last year was pretty solid. We rewinded that about 18 yeah, times. Yeah, we did. I'm gonna be honest. We watched it a lot. It was bad. Um, it was fantastic. I don't. It was think, great, but man, I just don't I think he's that good. But he, I, I, love, I love a good broken. He was preseason All American first team quarterback today, so they're saying he's the best quarterback in the uh, in the all all the NCAA. Good luck walking out without a broken finger. Yeah. He's also got his favorite target, David Sills the fifth, who is another preseason AP All American first teamer. Um, Sills, who made a. Dude's a an animal. monster impact in the Big 12 Dude's last year. Dude's an animal. Yep. And in college in general is going to come back and have a pretty dominant season as a receiver for Can them. Can we talk about the, the, the last four, wait, what, five games? No, four games. Go ahead. Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma. That's a rough way to end the year. That's, 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 
No momentum coming out of that one. That's brutal. There, Bob. Or they did what they might have expected, and they get some momentum going into that stretch. And if if there's conversation of being in the college football playoffs, their motivation is to close every one of those games out. Um, I think that's a genius strategy to stack it at the end of the season. You're not – I mean, the Big 12 is not terribly hard drawn out throughout the season, but I think it's good to take all of the – the hard games into more hard games coming up at the end of the year. It's just the rankings. That's 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 about as as far as the intimidation factor goes. Absolutely, I, I love it. I and mean, they're over they're over under seven, right? Yeah. Yes. I would take the under. I I mean, I mean I would take the over. I would say they're eight yeah, eight and four. I, I I really do believe that. I think that I they like could that. start the season six and zero oh easily. I think the over. They is. win two of the last five games. They're solid. Um, yeah. I, I like it a lot. That's my personal too. opinion. I'm right there with you. All right, boys. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick little break here um, and talk some more Big 12 after the break. But before oh, we go, love it. one of our favorite things weekly is guessing chicken wing flavors. You're Woo. right. We are not at a house. We're Ballot is not cooking for us tonight. Well, However, shit. we had a wonderful little establishment nearby that I stopped at on the way in. Um, guys, we're having Zaxby's no free plugs. Um, and I'm gonna Ooh. let you Does guys. Does that count as a drink? Is that a drink? No, nope. you did say absolutely it's not, ex, bro. Dude's getting wings. I'll uh, drink for him. So what I will say, I'll give you guys the flavors that they offer, and I will let you guys choose for chicken wing flavors this oh. week. Uh, the first flavor is wimpy. Second, tongue torch. Nice little heat to it. Oh. Uh, they have nuclear wings. They have insane, which I can only imagine is burning hot. They had the original classic. Uh, They got that hot honey mustard, so you know that's all right. Mm. They got a sweet and spicy, all in one mix. They got a teriyaki and a barbecue. So, fellas, Uh, what are our guesses for this week? Count that last one out real quick. I'm thinking you went something spicy because it was just you and me. You didn't think anybody else was showing up. All right, deal. I'm going to go. Maybe not the nuclear, whatever the, the last one was. Maybe the first one under that. Insane? Maybe it was insane. Insane sounds like something you... I, I mean, think, you're a pretty insane I guy. I want the mouth, the mouth fuck. So you want that nuclear. <laughs> you're going nuclear. Light my butthole on fire, Zach. All I mean, right. coach. Oh, drink for that, sir. Uh, the rules on this I'm, podcast. Drink I'm going uh, teriyaki because I'm hoping that you thought I would show up. So I'm really praying on... The jalapeno heat right now that you are going teriyaki. You already ate a bag of jalapeno chips and almost cried, so this is going to be a bad night for you, I think, Chad. It could be really bad. Right. Well, Chad uh, loves hot stuff. We'll catch a quick break, and uh, I will bring us uh, – I will announce our flavor after yes. the break. Hell so yeah. Big. We'll give you a little music. We'll be right back with a little bit more sports buzz. buzz. Y'all come back now, you hear?
All right, welcome back to the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Dale. We're here live at Nate's, and as we already mentioned, our show bet has hit tonight. Uh, so good call to our baseball expert coach. Uh, that's uh, two weeks in a row that we've hit. So doing well there. Hey, anytime, bud. Um, so our chicken wing flavor for the week, you were all incorrect. Uh, we went with sweet and spicy. Uh, Domingo would have known that had Domingo been here, but unfortunately he couldn't make it today. So Domingo definitely would have got that right. 100%. Collusion. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to the second half of our Big 12 conference Absolutely. Preview. Let's talk about the real competitors. Uh, we'll talk about this one first. Uh, Oklahoma State, guys, the Cowboys lose their, their anchor and their honcho and Mason Rudolph. But, like me, they still got the mighty mullet and Gundy at the helm. Oh, um, he's a real man. He's 50 now. How are we thinking Oklahoma State ends up this season, guys? I mean, they, they've got a lot. A lot to make up, a lot to add to their team. Uh, their win total for the season is currently set at eight. How do we think they fare? That's a lot of wins. Um, but I like Oklahoma State. They're always pretty good. They're always good. But losing uh, losing Mason Rudolph is definitely going to take a toll. You got a first-time first starter coming in. Um, but – I like eight. I think that's a really good number. Uh, you got the even money on the under. If I'm looking at it just off the top of my head, and, and I, I'm thinking the under is probably where your money wants to go, um, but eight's a perfect number. I think they're probably an eight-win team. Chad? You got any, any feelings on these Cowboys? Eight's a great number. Um, with the way their schedule matches up, they play Boise State in the first couple games, so uh, that could go either way. Um, I think if a team like Kansas State is playing out of their mind, they're going to take Oklahoma State as well. So I'm going to go under on this one. I'm going to think 7-5 and five is where they're going to end up. I, I, I truly do. they got a lot of question marks. Offensively, they're going to be great. Defensively, what are they going to do? Are they going to be able to stop people? That's a lot of Big 12 teams. West Virginia, OU, Oak State. Yeah, I Oak mean. Oak State, though, is notoriously good on offense, notoriously bad on defense. Yeah. And they're notoriously good at home and notoriously bad on the road. So, um, again, I really think that they're going to go 7-5 and five in this Big 12 season. Yeah, I think this could be uh, kind of one of those defining years for Gundy where the program is either going to ask more of him or they're going to start to try and look for other solutions. I mean, he's been a great staple yeah, of their program, but at some point you got to stop wanting to be the little brother to Oklahoma, um, and you got to want to dominate the Big 12, and they've just never been able to do that. So uh, it, this will be a very interesting year. Uh, and like you said, there are a lot of question marks. I Looking at their schedule, I got them right at 8. I had them on the money at 8. Um, yeah, and that's with eight, that's with the win over Boise State, and that's a push game. That's yeah, a push game. Yeah, and I got them beating Tech and Kansas State. Yeah, um, the Kansas State game is a push for me, and I can see another team like uh, Iowa State possibly taking it to them. So I, I I'm very comfortable on the under, especially the way they finish the season. They finish it's, it at Oklahoma, or they finish it yeah at Oklahoma, on the road or on the road at Oklahoma, at home at at West Virginia with West Virginia, which is going to be tough, and then on the road at TCU. That's a, a massive stretch to so end the season. Is their loss their quarterback? 
Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big loss. It's a big loss for that offense. Senior leadership. Always be good. And and what I'm looking at good. here, you know, looking at picks, expert picks, they have Oklahoma State slated all over the place. Yeah. One guy's got him at two, a couple guys got him at four, five, even all the way down to six. Like this is wild, man. They're all over at seven. Um, so people don't really know what Oklahoma State's gonna be. But it's like we said, you know, the offense will probably be really good. And that defense is always questionable, so there's no telling. Yeah, and I'm not sure if they know what they're going to be yet this year. I don't so think they uh, do we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, but we will go to the big brother in the same state, uh, OU, the Boomer Sooners of Oklahoma. Uh, they are preseason ranked as the best team in the Big 12. They do lose Baker Mayfield along with some other weapons on offense. However, this is a program that is built for depth. Uh, They have guys that will step in and fill shoes. Uh, Oklahoma looks to dominate the Big 12 again. Their over-under wins was set at 10. 10. Um, I think that's kind of an interesting number. I mean, when you look at teams like Alabama who get set, they're always cream of the crop. Like, you're not looking to lose a game, and they may give them a a loss in there somewhere. But uh, Oklahoma has a little bit of cushion there. How do we think Oklahoma is going to fare this year? Are we going to repeat as Big 12 champions, or is there going to be a, a new king of the court? Is Kyler Murray still there? Kyler Murray is the starting quarterback. Yeah, Kyler Murray so, is. therefore, uh, I, I believe uh, it's going to be uh, bad for all opponents with Kyler Murray there. He's, he's an athlete. He's a great athlete. He was drafted um, ninth overall in the Major League Baseball some draft. Say Bo, Jask, Bo Jackson-esque. I couldn't even say that. Bo Jackson. <laughs> I've had too many Strangelands, eh, bud? Hey, bud. If only we did have Strangeland here. We're uh, talking to the bartenders, trying to get them on board. But, um, yeah, started off with a cake game against Florida Atlantic. Uh, then you got UCLA at home at Iowa State, host Army, Baylor, Red River game. I think that UCLA game is – the biggest trap game for Oklahoma early on. I think it could be. You think about it. Nobody has seen a Chip Kelly college offense in five years now. Yeah. Uh, he's got a brand new team. Nobody knows what they're going to be made up of or how they're going to function. Uh, Chip Kelly can come in and just throw trick plays every every series and it just catch Oklahoma off guard. They're notoriously bad at defending trick plays, so um, that that one could be a real trap game for them early in the season. That was a low they blow. Watch out for that. That was a low blow. Notoriously bad at defending trap plays, trick plays. They was... let two trick plays beat them <laughs> in pretty much one drive. So. Yes, they did. Um, but yeah, you got the Big Twelve conference game uh, schedule starting the week after uh, that UCLA game, uh, a nothing game with Florida Atlantic. So you may be right. But hosting hosting Army, hosting Baylor um, at TCU is probably the biggest test on paper. Uh, you got K State at home at Tech. Watch out for them. Uh, watch out for them tortillas. But they got uh, the Bedlam game at home, Kansas at home, and then I think the most interesting one is that fi- final game at West Virginia. That's uh, that's a little scary. Man, the way they start the season off is bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, like, this is absolutely absurd for Oklahoma team. FAU. Um, FAU to start it off. But they're UC- non-conference. UCLA. And then they go into Iowa State. And then they play Army. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you don't have a prominent game on your schedule in the preseason. It's absolutely absurd for a team like Oklahoma. 
everyone who is anyone is playing a decent team in non-conference, and they don't play anyone. It, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's bad, Yeah. and uh, I have nothing to say about it. Uh, I think Oklahoma disappoints. I think that they don't know who's going to start a quarterback anyways. So Kyler Murray's only thinking about millions of dollars sitting in his bank account. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm excited to watch him fail this year. I hope they do. I think 10's I a lot. Hope. I think 10's a lot. But he's great. But their schedule is pretty solid, man. Their schedule is pretty pretty cakewalk, minus two or three games. Hey, can you stop throwing your phone? Yeah, on the table? I mean we'll have to see. They they will need to challenge themselves if they're talking about going back to a college football playoff championship. I mean that's that's the goal, and you've got to be able to challenge yourself. I don't know if they have enough of a challenge on on their schedule to make that happen. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and find out again. So oh, do we make picks on over under ten? You can if you want to. I'm not recording any of that shit. I'm going. I'm going right at ten. I'm going right at ten. I think that they lose two games. I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go nine. Three? Yeah. That would ten. be interesting. Yeah, I like Texas, TCU, and uh, West Virginia to beat them. All conference games. All right. Well, uh, we will move along then. Uh, TCU's overrated. One of the tough games for Oklahoma is traveling to Lubbock. It's a tough place to play. Uh, the Texas Tech Red Raiders uh, still have Cliff Kingsbury as their coach. Uh, he held wow. on uh, with a win against Texas last year. That's Austin. the only thing that saved him. Yeah, it absolutely. Tech fans is. were pissed that they won that game. Um, and so Cliff Kingsbury comes back at the helm for Texas Tech, uh, and they're they're looking to improve on the mediocre season that they had last year. Uh, their over-under win total is at six. Uh Right around where Kansas State, Iowa State, a lot of this middle-of-the-pack team that we just don't know what Baylor. they're going to do, uh, they're going to be around that as well. So what are we thinking about Texas Tech here? I like the under a lot. Um, opening game against Ole Miss. Um, then they host Houston at Oak State. They do get lucky. They get West Virginia at home. But at TCU, at Iowa State, at Kansas State, um, they have some tough road games, but yeah, they do get the big, the big, a uh, lot of the big names at home. Got Texas, OU, and West Virginia at back home. Back to back, Texas and OU. Well, yeah, that's that's a tough stretch, but they do get them at home. Um, I think it's I think it's a five win team, and Cliff Kingsbury loses his job. Uh. The question marks that they have on offense. This is the one year that TCU's defense is going to be better than their offense. They have a lot more returners on defense than they do offense. They have a quarterback. We're talking about comp- tech. Yeah, they have a quarterback competition going on right now. I mean, there's a lot. I'm, I'm telling you right now that their defense will be better than their offense. Really? 100%. Telling you right now, 100%. Hmm. Um, that I mean, their defense is trash to begin with, so it's not going to be what we think of as a great defense. But, but by tech talking, standards? By tech standards, it's going to be better, but their offense is going to be way below what we think tech offense is going to be like. Okay. I like that. Coach, you like it? You like that number at six? Uh, I do like the number. I think they have the opportunity to make some upsets, um, but I also think there's plenty of opportunity for them to fail when they shouldn't. Um, this tech team has just got a lot of question marks to answer. And it really starts at the head coach position. 
Um, Cliff Kingsbury may lose his job middle of the season, if not the end of the season. So Get out of there, Kingsbury. It will Cliff. be an interesting ride for the Red Raiders. Uh, but we will move along to uh, a little bit east of Lubbock. Uh, we will go to Fort Worth, where the TCU Horn Frogs call home. Um, they're coming back reloaded. I mean, TCU is just – they've got the coaching staff down. They've got the system down. Um, do they still have Kenny Trill? God, I hope not. Uh, but TCU is Ooh, looking to reload this year. I saw um, that they were the best voted team – or they're, they're predicted to be the best team in Texas. And I, I find that disrespectful. I don't find it disrespectful at all. I think when you look at the course of the last three years, the best team in Texas has been TCU. Yeah. Four uh, of the last five 100%. years, they're a 10-win team. Yes. Um, and it like I said, it starts with coaching. So TCU uh, this year, looking to make some noise. Um they missed out on an opportunity to get into the college football playoffs last year. Um, just let let it slide away from them. So their their hopes are making the college football playoffs. Um, guys, do we think TCU has the ability to get there? Yeah, they got uh, Cavante Turpin back. Um, I don't see whether or not Kenny name, Kenny Trill. Um, no way, Kenny Trill's back. I don't think so. But uh, last year. Yeah, there's no way. But, yeah, like it says here, the article I'm reading, everybody thinks that West Virginia is going to be so good, and people are just over uh, underestimating TCU. They always have one of the toughest defenses, not just in the Big 12. I mean, they usually have the best defense in the Big 12. But one of the better, you know. I don't know. I think Texas was number one defense last year in the Big 12. But just last year, but. Normally, TCU's got some some kids. I mean, they're all two- and three-star recruits and just have a chip on their shoulder. So, I like TCU to finish easily top three in the Big 12 this year. We'll say they get a favorable win over under total, uh, seven and a half. I was going to say it's a little Um, low, right? It may seem a little low, but TCU is going to have some challenges ahead of them. And uh, if they can answer the questions, they'll be well above seven and a half. If they can't, they're going to be right on par for that that win total. So um, they do play. They do I, have a I slated s- game with Ohio State. I honestly think seven and a half is a great number for them for this year, just based on the schedule and and the power rankings and everything. Yeah, uh, they have a tough out of conference schedule, and the Big Twelve at the top is tough. Even without so. Well, they got. It's going to happen. He's going to be. They got uh, Southern. Taken off the team. Probably. They got Southern University and SMU, and then they got Ohio State. Out home, is that a neutral site game? Is that a Jerry World game? Might be. Um, and then they're at Texas the week after Ohio State, so that's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I I agree with Dale on this one. I think TCU is the top three in the Big Twelve. Now, where they finish is going to be really interesting. I think that K State or West Virginia can knock them out of that. Um, they they are. Uh, Pretty favorable. They got they got Iowa State, Tech, OU, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State at home. Yeah, the only I mean, road game that worries me is West Virginia for these guys. Yeah, you say that, Roy but in Texas, you say that. I I, I I still feel like TCU is a team that is on the brink, and they've always been on the brink of being extremely good, right. but they've always been extremely mediocre. 
if that makes any sense at all. Oh, yeah. R- Rose Bowl against J.J. Watt, Wisconsin. Not <laughs> mediocre. They were pretty good that year. Pretty good. Pa- pass is the past. We look at the present. <laughs> Andy Dalton, is, the original Ginger Jesus. Well, sure. Uh, we're not talking about right? we're not talking about five years ago, okay? We're not talking about how great Andy Dalton's playing. Is with it Bengals. too late? Is it too late to say I'm sorry? It's way <laughs> never, too late. Never too late, but uh, get your we shit will out of here with it. five years ago. This is this year. Uh, I'm just saying. So you like seven and a half? You think that's a good uh, number? Yeah, I think it's a great number. I think that they could either go seven or they could go eight. I think it's real close. Uh, I really think it's going to come down to how they play against Kansas State and how they play against West Virginia. If they win both of those games, I have them going eight. If they lose one of those games, they're going seven. If they lose both of them, they're still going seven. Um, I, I know that math doesn't add up, but I think they can not. steal a win in another area to still make it to where it's seven wins. So, um, Well, we all remember again, what they did when they were down at DKR a couple years ago. and uh, Again, we're not talking about the past. <laughs> I don't want to think about that either. Um, <laughs> Coach, what do you like about TCU? You like that number? Uh I do, like I said, I do like the number. I think Gary Patterson is the X factor, but guess what? Gary Patterson doesn't get to play for TCU, so unfortunately, they missed out on that. So uh, we'll we'll see. I don't see. think he'd be a very good player. Pretty good coach, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His X factor is his coaching. If his yep. players can't play to his coaching, then <laughs> they lose games. If they play to his coaching, they win games. I mean, that's the thing is TCU could be a Big 12 champion team or TCU could be a middle-of-the-pack 7-8 win team and still not go anywhere. Um, but that's TCU for you. Yeah. Uh, so last but certainly not least, let's talk the University of Texas, the hey, Longhorns of Austin, Texas. Uh, they are looking to catch some, some momentum under Tom Herman. Uh, Ellinger returns as a sophomore quarterback. Uh, he he is what I anticipate to be the go-to quarterback for us this year. He um, has now since been named starter of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, so. and people are pretty high on Texas. I mean, yeah, the line are. right now on win totals is eight and a half. I think that's a bit ambitious. Um I think Texas still has a lot to prove. They have a ton of question marks to me uh, that they have never answered at any point in the last five years. Um, Texas has to prove that they're the pedigree of their university. Um, And I think they have a long way to go, but I think this year is where they can start to make those stamps count. Uh, Guys, eight and a half seems like a lot, but how do you guys think uh, the Herman Longhorns fare this season? The defense is going to prove themselves. Offense, obviously, is a work in progress. However, I believe I'm going to I'm gonna take the over on that. I'm going to take the over on the eight. You say the over. What's your number? Over on eight and a half. I'm going to say they're going to win ten games today, Coach. Ten like games. It. So who you got them losing to? TCU. And? Iowa State. Oh. Wow. You got them beating all the big names. You got them losing to TCU and Iowa State. Iowa State's tough. Great. I'm glad you're a guest. Because I love the insights from people that are outside of our podcast. Oh, me too. I would definitely agree that in the past, uh, Iowa State has been a team that we've struggled with. I think more or less Kansas State is going to be a tougher game for us because it's in Manhattan. So I could flip-flop those for sure and see your 10 wins for sure. Um, Texas defense coming on strong. 
after a very, very, very good outing last year. We do lose Malik Jefferson. Um, B.J. Foster is, is, is my guy. Yeah, so B.J. Foster's not even starting right now, but I get what you're saying. I think that there are great pieces and young guys in the secondary that – So young. No, not yet. So really? Yeah, so I think that there are really good pieces in the secondary that are going to be extremely good for the University of Texas. Yeah. The problem with our defense right now is going to be our linebacking core. We're very, very, very thin at linebacker, um, especially with all the injuries. Our, our big men up front looking good, looking good on both sides of the ball. I think the defensive side and the offensive side. I think, especially when you look at the offensive side of the ball, a lot of returning guys on that O line. We got some. We got some. We got some returners. We got a grad transfer that's going to step in. Um, we actually have depth at the offensive line, which is going to be huge for, the, huge for the University of Texas. So it's going to be interesting to see. We got, of course, Colin Johnson coming back out at the wide receiver position. We got Reggie Hempfield Maps coming back. Oh, right. Oh, Hempfield Maps. We got, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lil Jordan. Lil, uh, Lil Jordan Mapp, Humphrey. Hempfield Maps transfer. Lil Jordan Humphrey is the guy I was thinking about. Um, but everyone's forgetting about the X factor, and that's Gerard Hurd. At the wide receiver position. He's still in school. He is going to be huge for us when it comes down to it. And not only that, who's that guy that we had as a wide receiver that dropped passes all the time? I think his name was Burt. You know, John Burt. Like Burt oh. Ernie. John Burt. John Burt. We got John Burt as well. So our receiving core is really fucking strong when it comes to an air raid offense like, like Tom Herman yeah, wants to run. It. So, again, I think we're looking – pretty good on the offensive side of the ball. I think we're going to see a lot more fluidity on the offensive side of the ball. Um, this is going to come down to grit, and it's going to come down to how much of these guys matured from year one under Tom Herman to year two. I think a lot of Running it backs. I think a lot of it comes down to play calling as well. You need an offensive coordinator, a set offensive coordinator, none of this back and forth. Either Tom Herman calls the plays or he doesn't. We know who's calling the plays on defense. Todd Orlando is going to have that defense ready come September 1st in Maryland. But is the offense going to be ready? Are the plays going to be right? Do you have a game plan, or is it just going to be the same two-yard dink-and-dunk screen passes that we saw all year? Let these kids play the game. Let them make their mistakes, but also let them show you what they got. Who was the starting quarterback last year against Maryland? Uh, it was Shane. Shane Bichelle. Yeah. Office is going to be completely different with Ellinger um, behind that helm. I'm so glad they announced that. Coach, what do you what do you think about this? I know that you're always up and down on these different things, and you always tell it to us how it is. So, um, what do you see from the Texas team this year? I mean, the the biggest thing that I see from Texas this year is they finally have leadership, upperclassmen leadership. Uh, yeah, Sam Ellinger is going to be a sophomore, but Defensively, they're deep in the secondary. This is probably the first year we're going to be looking like DBU again. Um, but we, we, we have upperclassmen all over the place, and that's going to be the biggest difference. And when you have upperclassmen, especially on the offensive line, you are a better college football team. There is young talent on offensive lines, but this is a team that has now fought through a lot of adversity at a young age and is now ready to take on veteran status in a conference that – has a lot of change going on right now. Um, 
the biggest problem that I've seen is that this defense has failed to learn the system, failed to learn calls, and failed to make it happen on the field. I think Todd Orlando has them in shape. I think the leadership has them ready to go. I think they will know the play calls. They will know the systems. They will have everything ironed out come Maryland game time. Um, that's the biggest piece that has been missing is that the leadership has been soft. They don't really know the play calling to make changes on the field, and that has just gashed them in the past. This is the year that I think Texas stands tall. This is the year where even if they give up yards, this is, defense is not going to break in the red zone. They're not going to be giving up touchdowns. They're going to be limiting that, um, and what that's going to be there, the I, biggest I think, thing. I think, I think a big deal is, is belief. There's a lot of belief going on in this team. I feel like that they actually believe that they're going to do something big. And, I mean, there can be a lot of skill in this team, but there's never a lot of belief in this past years. But I think there's a lot of belief right now. I think that they think that the system works, and they think that they're going to do well, and they're going to, they're going to start making moves. I think. I mean, I like it. Yeah, they, they believe it. They, uh, they, they they believe. I'm I'm over. I'm over eight and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's an over for me. I mean, I think that's the way we all. I got want him at nine or ten. I think that's the way we all want to feel, and I think that's the way most of us can logically put nine wins onto a sheet. Um, but again, like many of these other teams, does Texas actually show up this year? Right. is the question. You got to so. win the game. You're supposed to win. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. And uh, I love everything that Coach just said. I love what uh, our special guest, uh, Maurice Maurice, just said. Maurice. <laughs> Trenton Maurice. Yes, sir. Lo- love it. Um, I agree. I think it's a it's a belief thing. They believe that they can win these games. But I think it's real. Because they have you know? the skill. They and have the skill. Not just the skill, but they, they, they buy into the system yeah. finally. Yeah. And they, they exactly. understand it better. Like, that's what we were saying last year, especially on defense. They had to actually get fucking wristbands and shit so that they can understand the plays that that's over now like like they don't need that anymore the freshmen are catching on extremely well um again this is the reincarnation of dbu and that's what we need to see um i i i love the fact that everyone is looking at over eight and a half i am good with an eight and four season if we are eight and four this year, I am Herman, fucking Herman good. No, it's not that he'll stay. That's a great season for his second year when Charlie Strong never got there. Nope. Like let's let's be honest. Yeah. Like let's let's be realistic here. An eight and four season, we're gonna be happy with. Want to know why? Because guess who returns the year after that? Sam Ellinger. Guess who returns after that? All of DBU. Shane Bouchelle is still only a junior. Orlando. The Paul entire offensive line besides besides Shackleford returns. I think, I think Orlando signs a new deal. I'm just saying they're we they're the the Orlando's the, the only one I'm worried about. The opportunity for the year after is really good. So. An eight-win season for me is great. I'm not going to go in over/under on this because I am good with an eight-win season. I think that is progress. And I think it's better than what we've seen. I'm seeing a nine and three or a nine and a nine and four overall with a bowl win. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. It's what I'm going to love. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to our first impressions for the night. Uh, we've been doing it all along. We're going to do our best, worst, best and bold predictions of the Big Twelve. So uh, we will start with our host, Dale. What do you got for the best of the Big 12? Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that my best, because I'm gonna save my my bold. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, with Oklahoma as the best, because I'm gonna save my bold. All right, Chad, who you got for your best? Best, you said Oklahoma. I did. Um. Best, I'm gonna go. Texas and OU playing for the Big 12 title. Oklahoma coming out on top. So you got OU as the best. All right. Uh, Until I'm proven wrong, we're going to OU as the best. All right. I will go ahead and say that I think Oklahoma is going to win the regular season Big 12, but I think Texas is going to win the Big 12 championship game. So I will take Texas as my best of the Big 12. Okay. I was originally going to say TCU with the best, but I'm going to agree with Coach on that one. Going with Texas? I'm going to go with Texas, but Oklahoma's going to have the best season. Wait, wait, wait. You could easily say that TCU and Texas are the top two. That means that TCU and Texas both beat Oklahoma. I would love to say that, but Oklahoma has done it for years, man. I, I, I'm going to say that they're – they're a machine almost. I think Oklahoma's going to have the best season, but I think Texas is is going to have that heart, man. They they believe they they're going to they're going to end up doing something big this year. Um, it, I really want to say that that Texas is going to have have that have that fire this end of the season. Got it. All Got right, it. Trent. Well, uh, take us into the worst of the Big Twelve. Kansas. <laughs> All right, that's, short. That, that's that's, it's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's it's an easy short, one. and you know, what I mean, Kansas is terrible. Let's just put it that way. It is short and sweet. I appreciate that. Um, They're, bad. They're bad. Yeah, I can't disagree. I, I don't think Kansas is going to pick up more than one win this year. So, and that's in or out of conference. I don't think they. <laughs> you know, what? I'll I'll say this. I think Kansas goes over in the Big Twelve. They don't win a single conference game. Yeah, but I take over. I like that. I like the over. Love it. I'm going to go ahead and say that we can all agree that Kansas is going to be really bad. But I'm going to say that Tech finishes second to last in the Big 12. Ooh. I think that's going to be the worst when it comes to the I overall like grand scheme of things. So I like that a lot. I'm going with Tech on that one. And Dale? Uh, my worst is for sure Kansas. Um, outside of that, uh, I, I want – Baylor to be the worst, but uh, I'm going to go with Kansas. All right. Uh, and last but certainly not least, what is your bold prediction for the Big 12 this year, Dale? My bold prediction, uh, been saving, hanging on to this one. Uh, my bold prediction Do is that. not fuck us. My bold prediction this. is that Texas will win the Big 12. That's my bold prediction. The All curse right. of Dale. Yep. It Texas is, will win the Big 12. It Fuck is you, now Dale. on. Uh, Chad, what is your bold prediction for the Big 12 this year? Bold prediction is that Oklahoma will not finish in the top two this year and will not be in the Big 12 final finals game. On top of that, I will say Cliff Kingsbury will lose his job at the end of the year. Two predictions. Great prediction. Bold prediction from our guest. I'm going to say uh, – UT is going uh, is going for the playoffs, boys. 
Um, that's pretty bold. It's very bold. And, uh, that's but that's why, why we do bold predictions. That's why I'm a guest, and that's why I'm bold. And special. And special. You're very special. Never go full retard, though. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, my bold prediction for the Big 12 will be that West Virginia makes the Big 12 championship Ooh, game. Love it. And that was first bold. impressions. That was first impressions. Always I like love it. These first Man, we're first so close. Impressions we're so close. Next week, I think we got a. Uh, an all-amateur show. I love it. I think we got the uh, Texas show. Let's see and the Texas show. Our Texas preview. And, and then uh, the fantasy. I, I won't be here. No, no, but, no. Uh, we got I would all, love to know how it goes. All the Texas teams. And then we have a full-hour show of Texas Longhorn football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got two episodes. Yeah. Next week will all be all-amateur hour. Yeah, all-amateur hour next week. Um, all right, Coach. What do we got for our nightcap tonight? Sponsored by the beautiful, delicious, strange land brewery. Yeah. For any, every, and all occasions. So here's the thing. I wanted to include Ballad in both of our episodes, so I brought him into the nightcap. Uh, this story he brought to us last week, uh, Ohio State side of the story. Uh, this is a podcast called Open Mic um, with a couple guys in the Ohio area. Uh, they brought on some author who has covered Ohio State football for a long time. Um, here's the thing. Ohio State is seemingly wanting to blame everybody but the people in charge of the program. Uh, I'll say his name and I'll drink for it. Zach Smith is a real piece of shit uh, and has been for quite a while now. Um, I can't see Urban Meyer having a job for much longer, whether he, he whether he steps down or is that's, forced that's, out. That's all I need to know. He knew about it. I mean, when you have that stuff with your between you and your wife, like or your your wife is texting his wife, and you've already come out and said publicly that you and your wife talk about everything that happens within and with outside of your organization. Then don't bullshit me. Like, just stop fucking yanking my chain and tell me the truth. Like, I mean, I, I'm tired of I'm tired of people in power blaming victims and people in lesser positions for their troubles like I'm sorry Zach Smith the repercussions of you abusing somebody and you losing your coaching title and and prestige like I'm sorry I do not care you actively made those choices she's not ruining your career you already did that Uh, Urban Meyer is I mean he god damn much like Trestle much like people want to put Joe Paterno on, they know stuff. They know what's going on in-house. And to say you don't is absolute bullshit. They've, they're have they they even wanting to put Tom Herman under the bus for, for leaking information Tom and shit. Tom Herman had no comment about it, and that's the best way he, he, he could have put and it. And you know what? If Tom Herman is the one person who said something, good for fucking him. Yeah. At least somebody said something. Right. Uh, Can't let that go on. I'm just tired of these power players doing bad things and then blaming other people for their choices. Yeah, it's like Penn State. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm tired of the saga that is the Ohio State Buckeyes right now. It's like Penn State. It's a joke. You all knew. Everybody knew something was going on. Everybody knew that y'all were doing some weird shit or somebody was doing something weird that shouldn't be just looked over. And... Somebody finally came came up and was like, this is wrong. We can't keep doing this. So it's messed up that it goes on for as long as it does. But 
the only thing that I have against all this is that they only spent a week. They spent a week investigating this. No, dude. They said two that. weeks, but it's been a week and a half since they've come out and talked about firing somebody, administrative leave, this dude, and that. It's definitely been over two weeks. About a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. It's, been, it's definitely been over two weeks since the news broke. How long did Penn State investigate theirs? A year? How long should they have investigated it? Five years. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Again, I'm not condoning this or justifying this at all. I think the system itself, when you look at the procedures of college coaches, is broken. It's 100% broken because if you report it up, you don't have to follow up. You don't have to do any bullshit like that. It comes down to winning. But it comes down to winning games. Joe Paterno. And that's the problem when it comes to the NCAA and mm-hmm. coaching. Yeah. Because I could have a guy that is really good at what he does. He's going to keep me my job. But he did this one thing. I'm going to report it once. And if I don't have anything back from it, fuck it. Because it's going to keep me my job. It's broken. The system, the NCAA system in general is broken. Sure. That's the that's the bigger concept out of this oh, yeah. whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. It's it's how they handle it. There's no way it's I can follow up. It. There's no way I can follow up what Coach said because it's all justified. Yeah, 100% of it is justified. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I agree. Whenever it comes to Tom Herman in this entire situation, if he was the whistleblower, great for fucking him because he was the one guy that stood up to this entire situation. I hope he was. 100%. I hope he At was the end too. of the day, you have to deny it because no coach will ever trust you again if you're the one that did that. Right. I completely yeah. understand it. When it comes to coaching, but it, it, I think something's got to give, and it's got to be the system of the NCAA. I think yeah. Tom Herman situation, Tom Herman situation, it's like he's such a good guy, and I feel like he he's he said everything that he needs to say. Here's the deal: his wife and him he, gave he, the he other said, lady money exactly. so that she can get off of her feet again. He said like, like they he helped said her everything out. Everything that he needs to say, and he's handled it so well, man. The guy. The guy seems like he's almost transparent, man. It, it, it seems like he. There's no way that they can tie it back to, to Tom, right? Yeah. I I will say that uh, just to kind of wrap this up, you know, it the systems are broken, and you know whether it's the NCAA or any other sports league, anything like this where people are used for the entertainment, the power is with certain people. And I think it does get abused at times. And it takes bigger people to step forward and do the right thing because the right thing is what should be done. Um, And I'm glad this is exposed. At the the end of the day, the exposure is what needs to happen and these people need to be out of jobs. Uh, I'm glad Zach Smith is done with coaching. That's like Uh, three or four times you said the name. I don't care. He's he's a real piece of shit and everybody should know that. Here's the deal. A lot of people... When it comes to this industry, forget their morals. Yeah. Morals mean nothing. It's and that's all about a problem. The they follow the money. And that's a problem. Yeah. Especially in society right now where everyone is so self-conscious about everything that they say, stuff like that. Everyone loses their morals. And people need to get back to trusting their morals. And the NCAA is flawed. Yeah. And we can, I think we can all agree on that. I think we can. Absolutely. But we will enjoy another good year of college football coming up very shortly. Big 12 talk, baby. Love it. Uh, that's going to wrap up 12 our 12 days, show, 11 Dale? days. Uh, is it 12? Yeah, that's about right. Um, real college football starts next week. 
Wednesday or Thursday night? Thursday night? Uh, man. You want to take us out of here? Yeah, yeah, we're going to close this thing out. Uh, I do want to thank our special guest, little baby bro, Trent. Thanks for being here, buddy. Chia. Chad, thanks for showing up, man. It's good to have you here. God damn it. It's like every time. It's thanks for showing up. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Coach, we thought we were going to get us a little little Coach and Dale show, but not the case. We had all sorts of people show up. But thanks for being here anyways. You know, it is my pleasure to uh, do the show, guys. And it is my pleasure to host this show and move all these knobs and edit the show host and record and it. be the host. Host, produce, and edit. Host and host. God. H, H squared. This is an easy gig, Ballad. This is an easy fucking gig. I'm Fuck your host, you, Ballad. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Until next week, we are the Sports Buzz, and we are out. Peace. Sorry about that.